Hello and welcome to um, Faith Lab, Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church's weekly podcast where we have been walking with Jesus through the gospel of Mark. We have finally come to the end of our chapter or our book. And so we're so grateful that you have traveled along here with us. And we're looking forward to talking about uh, the resurrection of Jesus as it's portrayed in the gospel of Mark. Uh, so we are going to jump right into it, and I'll ask Ashley if she can read uh, from the 16th chapter of Mark. Would love to. All right, listen now for what God has to say. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us for the entrance of the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. Amen. Well, I've been waiting to hear the Easter message for a good year now, and I feel like perhaps this last year that we've endured has been preparing us for Easter in, in ways that we haven't really been prepared before, and yet here we are stumbling through this version of the gospel, and it is not a story that has a happy ending. So for a culture that is obsessed with Disney and happily ever after. And really we're all longing for that. Um, that's not what's presented here to us. And so we have some wrestling to do with this. In some ways, I feel like this, this version of the story is the one that aligns with what we're going through right now as a culture and, and as a church. Lori, um, this is Ashley. Thank you for mentioning that. And this week just feels so different. Um, I feel like there is so much grief and stress and fear as we head towards Easter and the resurrection. Um, I'm just so mindful of what's going on in our world, um, you know, in, in terms of the violence and the disunity, um, the fear that still su surrounds the pandemic, yet on Easter morning, we're supposed to gather and celebrate. Um, so we have to, I, I think we have to hold both of those in tension. Yeah, and I think people, we come to Easter different this year because we've been changed, because our world has been changed and our lives have been changed. And we come not just as changed people, but we also come 
carrying different grief. Holidays in general, right, tend to bring out different types of emotion for those who have had challenging years or have lost loved ones. And this year we come to to remember resurrection. This key thing as Christians that helps us as we we grieve. Um, And yet we come with with deeper grief than even last year, because Easter last year, we thought maybe we'd be back in the building in 30 days. Um, and so, so much has changed. Um, and so, so I think that this, this version of, of this resurrection story is, is only fitting, I think, for the ways that we come, um, that we come together slowly back together this Easter. That, that's what's, that's what's compelling to me, Margo, is that throughout the Gospel of Mark, if you've been following along, the disciples have not understood and they've been afraid the whole time. They, they, have, they have been afraid of Jesus from the very beginning, in large part because they didn't understand who he was. And yet they were encountering the, the power and authority that, that he had been displaying. And now here they are uh, experiencing the resurrection uh, firsthand and they're paralyzed. They, they cannot deal with it. They are afraid. They are filled with terror. And, and I do feel like we're going to be wrestling over the next foreseeable future with our own anxiety and our own paralysis and, and our own fear and maybe even PTSD in a way as, as we try to figure out what it means to be humans together again. Yeah, this is Nancy. I think that was the part, you know, those, that's kind of the part of the text. When we read this, um, that I think about is that, you know, post, you know, post Easter, you know, after we make it through to Easter Sunday, um, we're like the disciples. Now we know, and we know what Christ has done for us. And, um, I mean, there's some fear and trepidation moving forward, but also excitement. Um, I think about people coming back into, you know, the sanctuary and um, hopefully more in-person things, and they will feel feel the way, uh, as we do, the way these ladies felt coming to the tomb um, and figuring out how to do church again and and where their faith has been and how they've been living their lives yeah the the, each of us you know the other thing about this mark version is that it calls us to consider what it means to be disciples in the world today so we're each called to consider what that risk is going to be for us what fear are we paralyzed by um I mean, I've been accused of being somewhat of like an over optimistic person, (laughs) you know, and I, I don't think that optimism and and hope are the same thing, you know, and I would rather be accused of being a a fool, a hopeful fool than, than somebody that uh, doesn't believe that anything is possible with Jesus who's loose in the world. Right. And so this version, I mean, the very last sentence in this story is they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. 
And that was so offensive to people who read the story that the writer of this gospel went back and added some verses later. You know, different writers went back and gave it a happy ending because they just couldn't handle that. And so we we don't read the ones they put in later because we're called to live out the ending of this story. They obviously didn't stay afraid. They obviously at some point opened their mouths because we're talking about it. You know, if they didn't find their courage, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. So to me, if we would just allow ourselves to become part of this narrative, that's that's the best part of God, of of this version in the Gospel of Mark. Lori, that is such a great point. And as you read that for the second time, it hit me in a new way. I feel like that has kind of described the last year of our lives. We we've said nothing to anyone because we've been afraid. And talking about being a hopeful, um, optimistic, I think right now there is so much you know, you ask, what are we risking? What are, what, it, what's, what fear is holding us back? I think we have such an amazing opportunity to, to fill this void of all of these losses over this past year. Um, the, the loss of connection to the church, the loss of loved ones to COVID, um, the loss of not being able to be by loved one's sides. As, as they pass, not being able to celebrate those lives. Um, and I think that space is so vulnerable, but we have such an amazing opportunity as disciples to push through that, to be open to that and say, okay, what, what does this story look like after Easter morning? Yeah, thanks, Ashley. I think it, I was thinking about this too, and I read something really beautiful this week centered around discipleship and how we come back to a space. A lot of churches across the country are kind of using Easter as this opportunity for smaller gatherings together in person. And this article that I read, um, it said that as we come back together, even with our fear, we each get to decide the type of discipleship we want to bring back into this space. We get to, to cleanse our temples. We get to cleanse our sanctuaries and our churches of, of things that, that we maybe were a bit ashamed of or the ways that we didn't show up or the ways we didn't care. Um, we also get to come back and bring the ways that we saw Jesus on the loose and <laughs> like on the loose in the world while we were not in our sanctuary, in our physical space together. The ways that we saw this and we saw discipleship lived out during this pandemic in this city. There's no question about it. And so we get to bring those things back together. Um, sure, with a little bit of fear and uncertainty of what that looks like then when we all get back together. But what a joyful thing to all bring back our discipleship together and see what it looks like. So I'm with Lori. I'm going to be that hopeful fool too. Um, you know, and that's Margo, that's the thing. Like we bring all the grief into the sanctuary with us that, you know, this, we're not playing on a Disney movie. Like, you know, uh, we should be watching, a, you know, Derek Chauvin's trial. We, we should acknowledge the shootings that are happening across our country. Um, that those are things we can't, uh, uh, we should acknowledge the loss of life of our loved ones who've died to COVID-19. Like we, we can't pretend like this isn't the world we're living in. And, th and that's the thing about Christian hope 
is that it, you know, it's just an empty, it's, it's just an empty gong, you know, if, if we don't bring all that with us and I think it's going to be more honest and more meaningful uh, and also maybe harder and more challenging as we, as we move ahead, it, more life-giving all that. Um, so I guess, I hope if you're listening to this, you are making plans for your Easter Sunday uh, with those you care about and those who you consider friend and friends and family, or if you are on your own, then please know that you can join us at Selwyn Avenue. Um, we're having outdoor worship at 830 with masks and social distancing, and then we will have um, live stream services at 1030 on our Facebook page. But between now and then, uh, today's Monday, Thursday, that's the day we're recording this, uh, invite you to consider and to contemplate and to pray about what fear uh, is paralyzing you and keeping you from moving towards resurrection. And with that, I'm going to ask Nancy if she might offer us a prayer. Yes, uh, let us pray. Holy Father, we lift up to you um, our church family, our world, all that's going on. We just, um, some things we don't understand. We just ask that you continue to watch over us, Lord, be with us as we try to move forward together. We, we ask for new life after Easter. Lord, be with us through this weekend. We know what is um, happening with our Lord, and we are grateful for the empty tomb on Sunday morning. We ask that you rebuild with us together and that we would um, come together in, in hope and in uh, joy. And um, we just uh, ask for you to be with our families. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.